Welcome to This Week in Brattleboro History, produced by the Brattleboro Historical Society and the Brattleboro Area Middle School. There's something about this place, is a common refrain folks use when talking about the confluence of the West River and the Connecticut River. Next Friday, August 16th at 6 p.m., there will be a unique presentation at the confluence of these two bodies of water. The Brattleboro Words Project is holding its monthly roundtable discussion near the Marina Restaurant. Everyone is invited to this free event entitled Words on the Water, Stories of Wantastigoc, the West River, and Abnaki Presence. Reggie Martell, the producer of the event, says, Offering an event from where the rivers join invites our community to experience and discuss that something. Words on the Water is a place-based experience that hums with the past, present, and future of Abnaki culture, supporting a deeper understanding of our speakers' stories at a venue that brings us together to share these stories as a community. The presenters will be Annette Spaulding, local diver who has spent 25 years in pursuit of the Abnaki petroglyph carvings under the West River, Rich Holshue, member of the Vermont Commission on Native American Affairs, and Jessica Dolan, Indigenous Studies Scholar. The public is invited to gather around Annette's pontoon boat from 6 to 7 by boat, kayak, or canoe. During the presentation, her boat will be positioned in front of the marina restaurant with a sound system so all will be able to hear well. If you would like to attend the presentation but do not have a boat, you can observe from the marina outdoor deck. Please call the marina at 257-7563 to reserve a deck table for dinner at 6. After the hour-long presentation, the presenters and members of the Historical Society will convene in the Marinaville tent for continued discussion on the history of the area. The August 16th roundtable will focus on the importance of the West and Connecticut River confluence to the region's Native American population. Annette, Rich, and Jessica will share stories that highlight Abnaki history in our area and Native American presence today. As the New England colonists forced the Abnaki from their ancestral homes in the 1700s, the place where the West and Connecticut rivers meet continued to be very influential. We will wait for the presenters to share their stories about these conflicts and other stories of the Abnaki. In the meantime, a selected overview of the confluence history in the last century would include the completion of the Vernon Dam in 1909. The original plan called for two electricity-producing dams to be built, one just below the Chesterfield Bridge in Brattleboro, and one built along the rapids in Vernon. After a great deal of probing, engineers decided that they needed to abandon the idea of building a dam in Brattleboro because they could not find the required amount of rock ledge to attain a concrete base for the dam. This was a real problem because the original agreement between the state of Vermont and the Connecticut River Power Company had a stipulation which said the water level could not rise more than six feet from normal where the West and Connecticut Rivers meet, so the farming practices at the 55-acre retreat meadows would not be compromised. When the dam plans switched from two smaller dams to one larger dam, the power company took steps to protect the retreat meadows. They built a pumping station and earthen barrier along the area where the dam builders thought the water level would peak, but the West River rose more than 15 feet higher than predicted by the engineers. The meadows were severely compromised and, after a few court cases, a financial settlement and electricity rate agreement between the Connecticut River Power Company and the Brattleboro Retreat was reached. Unfortunately, most of the other 150 farms on either side of the Connecticut River that lost land to rising water levels did not receive such compensation.
Another influential event at the confluence occurred in 1917 when the Bradley Farm along the east side of the West River was purchased by the Wyndham County Cooperative Milk Producers Association. The Bradley Farm had been operating as a dairy farm for over 30 years and was a well-known high-grade Guernsey operation. The Milk Producers Association purchased the 75-acre property and planned to build a milk plant on the site. The milk plant was a cooperative effort of the dairy farmers in the area. Originally, 115 farmers joined together in the cooperative, and within a year, 170 farmers were delivering their milk to the plant. Prior to forming the cooperative, dairy farmers found they were at the mercy of Boston liquid milk contractors. Brattleboro farmers would bring their milk to the train station, and it would be shipped in refrigerated cars to Boston. The milk contractors would then separate, pasteurize, and bottle the milk in Boston processing plants. The contractors would set the price they were willing to pay for the milk, and farmers felt like they had little control over how much money they would receive. Local milk delivery in Brattleboro was done by independent milk peddlers who made arrangements with farmers to bottle and deliver their milk to Brattleboro homes. In 1920, dairy farmers were producing way more milk than could be consumed locally, so shipping milk to processing plants to supply the urban areas of southern New England was the only way they could continue to operate. Beginning in the late 1800s, milk price wars between the Boston processors and the Brattleboro farmers began to happen with some frequency. Processors would set a price and farmers would refuse to deliver the milk for that price as they didn't feel they could survive on such low margins. While farmers were affected by changing weather and fluctuating feed prices, milk processors wanted to keep the price of milk consistent. In 1916, there was a price war between farmers and processors that went on for more than three months. Grain prices had gone up and farmers were having a hard time surviving as the processors refused to increase their payments. The grain price crisis for farmers continued into 1917 and local Brattleboro area farmers decided they'd had enough and decided to form a cooperative and build their own milk processing plant. The cooperative's plan was to transport their milk by train to the Springfield, Holyoke, and Boston, Massachusetts areas and compete with the Boston liquid milk processors. They also wanted to pasteurize their milk and sell it locally by home delivery. When the milk plant began delivering milk locally, the price of home-delivered milk in Brattleboro dropped by as much as 50%. Individual milk peddlers could not compete with the low prices. The small, independent local producers could not lower their delivery prices and still make a profit. Independent milk peddlers found it hard to compete against the milk plant, and many went out of business, sold their roots to the milk plant, or began working for the plant. The Brattleboro Milk Plant opened in 1921 and operated until 1946 when it became the Maple Farms Dairy. The Maple Farms Dairy bought up many of the smaller dairy operations in the area. By the 1960s, larger regional dairy plants, Knot in Springfield, Fairdale Farms in Bennington, Hoods of Massachusetts, and Weeks Dairy of New Hampshire were competing with Brattleboro's Maple Farms Dairy. The economies of scale were tipping in favor of larger regional dairy plants. More people began buying their milk at grocery stores instead of having it delivered at home. By the 1970s, Maple Farms Dairy found itself in the same situation the independent milk peddlers were in 50 years earlier. The economies of scale that allowed the milk cooperative to flourish in the 1920s were now causing the plant's demise as larger regional milk processing plants could sell milk at lower prices. The milk plant continued to operate until 1976 when it became a part of Weeks Dairy. That operation lasted until 1978 when the milk plant shut down. The pink office building near the marina is what remains of the milk plant. We look forward to hearing the Words Roundtable presentation next Friday. We hope to see you at the confluence of the West and Connecticut Rivers, a place filled with an abundance of consequential history. 
please join us next week for another story from our community's past. 